Welcome back to It Was Murder, uh, the number one heart to heart podcast in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Elanita. And I'm the Christmas virgin, Joe Garber. <laughs> ho, ho, fucking ho. Gross. Uh, <laughs> it's still. Hearts on holiday season. There's no name. We have no cute name for it. Um, <laughs> and uh, hearts on holiday. I would like to apologize. <laughs> Why? Because we are going to talk about oh. moonlighting <laughs> season three. Oh, that uh, the episode. It's a wonderful job, which uh, <laughs> Ellen brought to my attention. <laughs> yeah, I realize. I, I feel like I say this a lot on the pod, which is maybe something to think about for me, um, which is that I brought this pox upon our house. <laughs> but the- I'm the one that insisted that it be <laughs> implemented. No, and you were like so excited that, and I just felt freaked out and confused because I had dipped my toe in and just been like, oh God, that's no. Anyways, well, spoiler alert. It's a crossover with our universe, which is exciting. It is. And that yeah. that little yeah. moment really made me happy. Yeah. It makes sense that we would watch this. Yeah. So I'm I and <laughs> listener, if you if you watched it as well, please don't hold it against me or Ellen. <laughs> um, just, just remember that no. Joe yeah, just <laughs> me. Just remember that <laughs> Joe went along with it and said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Silence is consent. You are complicit. He is mm-hmm. complicit in these crimes. I am complicit. <laughs> Sorry for being complicit. So, okay. Uh, who's, wait, nothing. is it me? Am I the, am I first? Yes. Shit. <gasps> then me. Well, let me, t- you're correct. <laughs> wow. I did it. Um, Great. He's I learning. Got it, got it down. Her boy's learning. You really nailed that clockwise situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like a clock. No, it's, it's That's how I figured minute, it out. But, you know, long <laughs> it's, COVID. It's the same direction as the clock hands. True. Okay. Oh, God. Well, I'm going to tell you what happened in this episode in a minute, I think. <laughs> if you feel and like it. And this. You, you got to start a timer. I really don't feel like it. Like, obviously, I'm having a hard time. Okay. <laughs> Moonlighting. It's a wonderful job. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Maddie runs a detective agency and she's a real bitch apparently <laughs> because uh, everyone in the office hates her because they're ma- she's making them work on Christmas because they need to make some money so that they can be paid because uh, she covers the payroll when there is no money. Um, David is her partner and he's just a happy-go-lucky what's-his-face. And uh, <laughs> anyway, she goes to a bar and gets hammered, falls asleep and dreams that this dude is... It's a wonder uh, is a Christmas caroling her, um, and she sees a bunch of shit that would happen if her, a smart and extremely beautiful uh, and competent woman who runs a business, uh, didn't run a business, and it would just result in her drinking and getting into a car accident, suicide car accident, <laughs> because she has no friends. Um, but poof, it was all a dream, and then she gives everybody Christmas off. Yay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Again, I am sorry. Moonlighting. It's a wonderful job. 
Uh, a lady gets a very stressful call from her parents because her aunt is dying in the hospital and she promises to go visit her, but she's really busy. So she goes to her job instead and that she's making everyone work for Christmas. So everyone hates her, including Mr. Pesto, which is a really weird name for somebody who works at your office. Bruce Willis is there also <laughs> stressing her out. And then she finds out that her aunt died. So she goes to a bar and contemplates killing herself by jumping off the roof. <laughs> but a man who was hitting on her at the bar is actually a Christmas genie who floats her around to <laughs> different locations uh, in the two years that she didn't own the the company that she owns and the hearts actually bought it and she meets max at the office when it's the heart detective agency and she sees that bruce willis is married to somebody else and he's still in love with her even though they never really met that much i guess i don't know uh she decides she finds herself in the bar again where she would have been and she decides she wants to own the detective agency and she wakes up at the bar because she passed out on the bar <laughs> and she owns the agency again and everything's uh better and she's happy the end Wow. Wow. It's a wonderful job. Um, we left so much for you. Yeah. <laughs> on the table. <laughs> right. Let's unpack it, shall we? Corporate speak. That's corporate speak. Gross. And why am I speaking in corporate? Because this is about how you shouldn't start a business because you eventually grow to fucking hate it and it turns you into a terrible person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, astonishingly, it's a wonderful job. Um, Moonlighting, episode something, season something, starring Sybil Shepard and Bruce Willis. Yes, I'm stalling. Um, okay, so it is um, Christmas at the Blue Moon Detective Agency, and Sybil Shepard is basically just a lavender cloud with big shoulders of washed silk, and she is her, it's not Sybil, it's that character. Just when you think there's no one that can make me dislike a clutch from the 80s, somebody can. <laughs> but okay, so I feel like I don't really have to get into it because, Joe, I think you covered it, and I'm clearly not going to say very many nice things. But it is like a riff on A Christmas Carol, but um, with as with much of Moonlighting, for people that don't know, there's a lot of um, effort made to make Maddie Hayes really unappealing and it just made me spin out and start thinking about what the 80s are like for women and what it's like for women to be business owners and bosses now it's so complicated and christmas like i'm sick of it yes (laughs) (laughs) okay on that note (laughs) on that note um joe had you ever watched an episode of moonlighting before no i'd never even heard of it before you guys started talking about it (laughs) before you brought it into my life no. You mean is... nobody's TikToking about how they they discovered a show called Moonlighting? No, not yet. This is an oh, interesting wow. thing because it's Moonlighting was a huge hit show mm-hmm. in the mid eighties, mm-hmm. and then it mm-hmm. disappeared. It went off the air. It, it lasted five seasons. It went off the air um, because it started to quote unquote suck, mm. and <laughs> then it just disappeared. And I know why. Um, it's it. One of the main focal points of the show was the use of Motown songs. Oh, um, which mm-hmm. there there are a few that still exist in it, but they were unable to obtain the rights for any sort of like re-airing, so they couldn't like re-air Moonlighting oh. twenty times a week on Channel Eleven because they couldn't get the rights to the theme um, song. No, to like they couldn't get the rights to like my Sherry Amore or like, you know, oh. they couldn't get the rights to the good songs. Hmm. 
Um, and then that's also why it wasn't available on home video for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and only now it's the, one of the reasons that I got so excited about doing an episode of Moonlighting is because only now it is available streaming on Hulu. Mm. And I think it was fine living in obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you both have watched it before and knew about it. Well, and we've talked about it and Joe, I feel like there's been many times mm-hmm. when you've pointed out to Eric and I that, you know, nostalgia plays a big part mm. huge in how we feel about a lot of the stuff that we talk about mm-hmm. on the pod, right? Like it's a factor. Mm-hmm. I live with it. I love it, mm-hmm. whatever. But we've even talked about moonlighting in a very positive way, yeah. much like they put Vaseline <laughs> on the lens to make Sybil Shepherd look like really dreamy. Um, That's totally real. They did that and everybody talked about it a lot at the yeah. time. But, um, I am not sure what made me like the show necessarily. And to be fair, I haven't um, had time to dive in and really give it a chance. Like I certainly, I didn't jump in like right from the beginning or anything like that. I think Eric, you might've, I love the theme song still because Algero, Um, some of the characters I do really appreciate because I do really like the actors in the show. Yes. And I, I appreciate that. I like all the things they're trying to do. And when it was actually on, I know that for at least two seasons, probably three, I'm guessing, because I remembered the heart to heart thing, but um, I kind of went for it. But I have to wonder if sometimes it is about that weekly drop. And at this moment in time, like the whole like, will they, won't they situation was just everything on every hit show was a will they or won't they situation. And it always ends up being like, will they or won't they? They do sometimes. Yeah. Right. So like cheers, Remy didn't steal, moonlighting, all the things. It's that was really the tension. And yes. you know, and I they, don't know if just perhaps that was really amazing to me or something. And yeah. without fail, TV producers in the eighties ruined the will they won't they by getting them together oh. without fail. Do these do mm-hmm. Maddie and Bruce Willis get together? Yes, they do. In this episode they kissed in the in reality. Remember, they're at the end, they're like making out. Oh, the, yeah, that's. Uh, is that like a. Because so they break the fourth wall sometimes, too. They do. And is that is <laughs> the thing that was interesting about Moonlighting. From my memory, when it was airing, uh, I didn't watch it like the first three seasons. I think I started watching it when it started going downhill. Mm. Um, oh, wow. But I did. Fresh take. <laughs> yeah. I did start this from the beginning. Mm hmm. Mm. Um, <laughs> cause I wanted to like, <laughs> one, I was like, oh, cool. Moonlighting. I want to see if I still like this show and spoiler alert. I do not really. Um, you yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to get in the mood of it because it's a very specific mood. This show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and may I say it's, it's specific moods, um, because there is some fucking tonal whiplash that goes on with it. Oh. It goes from. Loon, literal looney tunes to grave like serious <laughs> like like puppy divorce like it's like <laughs> the worst well uh inc- and this episode is no different yeah mm-hmm. i was reading so this i read a little bit of behind the scenes stuff and this episode is cited as like one of the worst for at least for the season <laughs> because it was just like people were mad about this episode because it just ignores all the arcs that were happening i guess in this season yeah. and just goes for this right. it's, and a it's a holiday episode. episode yeah some of the whiplash could be 
contributed uh, contributed by the fact that apparently like they do a uh, her f- legs walking off the elevator in every episode yes because mm-hmm. they were still writing the episode while they were shooting that and so they could do that in every episode while they were still writing so that they had more time to write the episode while they were filming it apparently that's one of the things okay so this is one of the things that made moonlighting interesting i believe at the time and still it's kind of the only interesting thing about it mm-hmm. um is in season two season one is almost unwatchable by the way um season two luckily it's short but season two they become self-aware yeah so maddie and david bruce wilson Sybil shepherd um will sometimes talk directly to the camera mm-hmm. as maddie and david not as bruce and Sybil. Oh, right. Which is weird but because talk they about... talk about the writers yeah, and they talk about the director or they talk about the producers or they talk about the script. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's super fucking funny. Like there are times when it is genuinely funny when they're like in the middle of a harrowing chase that they reference a writer by name, like a person <laughs> who wrote the show and blame them for, for like a wall being there or something like that. It's very funny. Huh. Um, when it works, it works. Yeah. It doesn't work a lot, though. And yeah. they, they bring in a lot of drama, like serious drama, which I imagine Sybil Shepherd was like, please let me act. Because she can act. Mm-hmm. And she's, mm-hmm. she's a big name. Like, she's arguably the, the star power that got the show made. Mm. Um, then Bruce Willis, who was becoming a huge star. Yeah kind of eclipses her and they hated each other they on set. They hated each other, yeah. One of the my favorite trivia about this episode is that it was <laughs> it was supposed to be the episode that actually killed off Maddie because she didn't want to be wanna be wanna be wanna be wanna be wanna be Okay, sorry, we had some technical difficulties. But yes, this was the episode that um of course the the uh studio said, hell no, you're not killing off Maddie Hayes. But I think she was very into the idea of moving on from the show. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because her and Bruce didn't get along. Yeah, they apparently... This Is this the last season? No, this is the middle. This is okay. This is season three. There <laughs> were they, five seasons. They Which couldn't. makes that bit of information even crazier. I know, I love yeah. it. Yeah, they couldn't look each other in the eye by mm-hmm. the final season so the editors had to like slow down footage to make it look like they were looking at each other <laughs> there's there are moments in season two even there's there are like episodes that the two of them are not even in the same episode like frequently yeah. and it's so it's such an obvious like battle of people <laughs> yeah and i kind of love it i think that is also one of the charms of the show to say for lack of a better word is that interplay? Mm. Well, it sounds like it was horrible on set. It sounds like it was a real nightmare working with both them, and apparently they were both divas about everything. Oh, yeah, they're, but they were both awful. I also, I think the creator wrote a book. I can't remember. Who's the creator? Do you, do you know oh, Glenn something. It was somebody, and he said it was... It was somebody. It was somebody. I think it was a human person. Because we're just going to talk shit. Well, they wrote a book, and he said that it was... They were both divas, but it was also a boys club, so Bruce Willis was like accepted as part of the crew, but she was like ostracized as some diva. Shocker. Yeah, so that must have extra sucked for her and probably pissed her off even more. Yeah. And like, 
just a nightmare it sounds like a fucking nightmare there just there is an awful lot of key lighting (laughs) on shots of her (laughs) that is so funny it's like almost sctv level like totally like polynesian town (laughs) it's so (laughs) so funny she does look great though she's uh, it's sybil fucking shepherd yeah come on right like yeah and that outfit like at the beginning is amazing (laughs) i okay that's the maddie wardrobe situation it's like she's wearing an envelope with a hole cut in it with a neck hole cut in it yeah. everybody it's though just like pastel envelopes so with good poking i'm you. gonna guess that uh that ellen you also are a fan you, that you're a fan of um alice beasley who plays mrs depesto oh, totally <laughs> mr <Yes>. pesto <laughs> and agnes depesto who's the secretary agnes who whose yeah. only flaw is that she rhymes everything when she answers the phones <laughs> because <laughs> everything else about weird. her is so great and her fashion sense is amazing yeah joe every time i see her i'm like <laughs> joe would look great in that like <laughs> <laughs> i gotta look like, put together a look right, joe a chunky necklace yeah this whole Just, series is about chunky necklaces it's about statement yeah. necklaces i love that <laughs> why does she rhyme when she answers the phone is there any reason given for that because she's, like she's a quirky. cute yeah she's Ugh, quirky and cute I, yeah i didn't like that part it's it's not the best thing <laughs> but she's that character is amazing that character yeah. is the best part of the show mm-hmm. and she the previous uh season's christmas episode which had Richard Belzer in it. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's all about her. Mm. <laughs> so cool. Agnes and Agnes. what's his face? Herbert. Oh, Herbert, um, who hasn't shown up yet. He's oh wait, he's in season he's in three. I'm I'm in. Uh, I'm I'm currently. Oh, you haven't seen him in yet. season two. Herb Herbert. Um, there's a Curtis ghost. Armstrong. There's a ghost episode. Ooh. That is a Herbert and Agnes episode. Oh. That is you know. It's not great, a great episode of television, but it is, yeah, I like that better. That's yeah. one of the ones that I, I rewatched and I was like, oh, yeah, of course, the spooky yeah. one. But, um, yeah, I just, I was sort of freaked out by how much I disliked this show when yeah. I tried it again. Because I think, was it just that absence made the heart grow fonder? I remember liking it, but... Me too. Is it really liking it when it's just like TV's just, I know it's hard for people to get, you know, who didn't have to endure this, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're just waiting <laughs> for the next episode to come and you kind of do it and you kind of are committed and there's not this big dissertation on what's come before or what it will be. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, did that make it seem better? I mean, Christ, it must have. Like, why would I watch this? Were most of the episodes... Why did I watch This it? one didn't have any sort of, like, violent or car chase or, like, catastrophe. But do most of the episodes kind of do, right? Yeah. Like, heart to heart. For the most part, they're, yeah. There's it, some, like, gunplay or it danger. It follows the, like, the arc of a heart to heart episode. Yeah. For the most part. Um. But yeah, I was kind of bummed that this one didn't have any of that at all. It was just all kind yeah, this, of boring. This episode is trash. It's like yeah. it's it's trash. It's with there the one saving grace is that in her drunken hallucination, um, she imagines that the hearts take over the Blue Moon Detective Agency yes. and it becomes Hearts Investigation. Hearts Investigation. And who do we get to hang out with for a minute other than Max and Freeway? Freeway. Yes. So and great. It's straight. You know what? 
that it made me feel all warm and fuzzy. It gave mm. me all the Christmas feels. It was max, like full on max. No, Perfect. no, yeah. except no substitute. Yeah. Cigar and cap and freeway. And he's Mr. coming Mr. out. And Mrs. H, like, like he's, all of yeah. it. He's backing out of the office talking to Jonathan, just like, just so you can't see inside the office. Yeah. Though, mm-hmm. which I love. It's so good. And then the heart, heart investigation didn't exist on the show. Like, that's no, the perfect God, I job. I would have killed to watch a season or two of yeah. like a spinoff of just Hearts investigate Hearts investigations. I mean, they totally. must they were always investigating. Totally, so. like if how awesome if they if it ended with them just going into business. Yeah, <laughs> right. That feels like a missed opportunity. Like a couple decades later, to have Jonathan retire and then they start a detective agency. Yes, yeah. that is that almost a rewrite or is it just a wish? No, just I think it's wish. wishful. Just a hope and a wishful dream. scripting. It's a Christmas wish. Um, so thank you for that moonlighting. I yeah. mean, like it is really delightful to see guest starring Lionel Stander. Yeah, as the strains of Algero fade I, away. Oh, yeah. that was the other thing I really wanted to bring amazing. up. I think that the reason this show, I this is I'm not even joking. I think that one of the reasons people are weirdly hypnotized by this show is the theme song. Um, oh yeah, the theme song is amazing, and every time they use it, the instrumental tag in the episode. It's so just like it does all of the things to your body that Mm -hmm. good music does Mm -hmm. and it keeps you sated like it does it it, it's amazing it's just such a perfect it's a perfect piece of music Mm -hmm. for television yeah it's great. And the typography and everything. I love the opening credits so much. Like I I have I'm. I do not. In, I don't think this is a good show anymore. <laughs> I, I think that it had some good ideas. Sometimes it is very amusing. Um, the episode after no, not after this it was the episode after the Christmas episode of the previous season is hysterically funny. Um, but yeah, it's like Ellen was saying. I I can't help but just feel icky about the way that Maddie Hayes is portrayed in this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, and particularly because it's Bruce Willis, who is so annoying. Uh, first season, he is nearly unwatchable. He's, He's so, so annoying, annoying. Really? Second season, they tone him down a little bit, but only a little bit. Huh. Uh, he still like thinks he's still return of Brunoing or whatever. So he still thinks that he's a soul singer, <laughs> which is the dumbest <laughs> thing that he has ever thought. Um, he sings. <sighs> In the show, mm-hmm. ooh, I mean, he in this. Oh, episode, you don't have the album? No, <laughs> the Return of Bruno. I should get that. Yeah, I'm not joking. Oh, yeah. yikes! It's, real. it's a real album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler <laughs> commercials? Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Where he sang and played harmonica. Oh man! Like the blues man that he is. Ooh. Yeah, gross. I mean, Kim Cattrall should have gotten together like for some I, scat. I... <laughs> yeah. He just like oozes in this. He's just like, it's like, I found it weird that he was in this office because he's just like, he, he's acting like a model who's like, just hot, so sexy, like that he just, it was really weird. It was like almost sexual harassment the way he was like sitting and standing in her office. Oh, it's full sexual harassment. And it's just like, like he's <laughs> constantly just saying we should fuck. Yeah. He's just like a mimbo sort of person. Uh, he is. And he's cute. He's, yeah, I will give I will give him that. He is a physically cute man yeah. in in the mid eighties. Uh, he's 
he's just fucking annoying. Mm. And then to have the his counterpart be so stoic that obviously she's not into him because he's so annoying and she's so straight laced, I guess. She's let's let's just one of those straight laced seventies, eighties models. Yeah, yeah. Let's just unpack her character. She is a former <laughs> model. Right. <laughs> she mm-hmm. is a beautiful model. Right. Okay, she inherits this agency in some way. She is like she oh. she has been all of her money has been stolen by her accountant. And she is now like oh. this business is the only thing that she has that can bring any money in. And so that's parents, why she runs it. Was it her da- dad's? No, it was, I can't remember the whole like oh. the whole. And is Bruce Willis is her partner, or he's just one of the detectives? Yes. No, he's he's neither of them are detectives. They're all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, they're investigators. They are investigators. PIs. He's, he's. I can't remember what the reason he's the reason he's in it. It's. Huh. It doesn't really matter. I can't either, and I didn't care enough to look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it doesn't I, I, matter. It does not matter. Um, the, I, the point I, is that this beautiful, this beautiful, super smart, and very clever woman is portrayed as a stony bitch who has zero idea of fun. And we're supposed to side with the asshole who won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's a dumb, it's just dumb. <laughs> and in the 80s, I guess that played. Like, I well, guess that was fine. A show about a private detective agency is cool. That's always going to be a really cool premise for a show and fun and exciting. So whatever. Yeah. The, I, didn't, I don't feel like I got a fair look at what these characters actually are because this episode was so weird. Yeah, this episode and, gives you nothing. <laughs> yeah, and they were acting like they weren't themselves for half the episode, so... I don't know, but I like the that premise. It sounds interesting, especially like Bruce Willis and Civil Shepherd. It sounds like it would be an interesting show. <laughs> I think, and maybe I'm just affected by the glow of Die Hard season, but I don't really, I can't think that I have any intense negative feelings towards Bruce Willis in a broader sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say that this character in 2023 i'm just like oh yeah wow no no but even more unfortunately for for the character of maddie hayes because that character is so unlikable yeah um Mm. And it's it's deliberate, right? Very. So it sort of sends the message that you're just supposed to want to fuck her and she can be as terrible um as she likes and you're just still supposed to want to be there and that's really weird yeah her value is her beauty and her money yeah Mm -hmm. something and yeah it's just it's just confusing and like i was saying in my minute not minute max minute minimum um, (laughs) about this episode that it's just made me check out and sort of just wander off um into the nether world of thinking about women in the eighties and all of the different ways that popular culture and the media portrayed the idea of women, like being in the workforce, women being bosses. I mean, that's a story as, as old as women being portrayed by men as being part of the workforce. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just kind of this episode in particular, just made maddie seem repugnant it made her seem like you said eric like just like a total bitch it's Mm. like the 
ice queen bitch, you know, women having to be extra hard and tough to run businesses, you know, but weirdly it's like, then you're just a bitch. You're not seen as like having the same strength as a man that can do that. All the things that I'm not saying what's there's nothing new I can say about that subject, but I'll just say like, I had to go into that room, which is not a room I really want to hang out in, but I fled into that room to avoid absorbing the rest of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) The only parts that I really liked were, you know, there's a little bit of snappy banner between her and the delightful man that plays Albert, the guardian angel. There's Max and freeway, which Mm -hmm. always love, love. Yeah. But everything else, I was just, desperate to cling to something where I was just keying into things where it's like, you know what? It's not even a dream. It's a blackout drunk. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and it bothers me when people are, are rude to bartenders. Uh, <laughs> I hate that. That really, or any, anything like that it bothers me in real life. It bothers me in shows and it makes me like low key hate the character. Even mm. if it's a character I love, I could never rationalize that ever. Yeah. Um, but I just was really into things like that's weird when they talk about her just taking a header into the pretzels. It's like the pretzels are the biggest pretzel sticks ever. Yeah, those and are I, really they're disgusting. not even pretzel sticks because pretzel sticks, as we all know, are the little ones yes. that are like so maybe like, as long as the average index, adult index finger, and they're skinny. Yes. But pretzel these batons. are pretzel rods. <laughs> yeah. That is the, I believe, like the snack. They are. They're so <laughs> Industry gross. term description. They are pretzel rods. You could build a Bavarian pretzel cabin. Yeah, like (laughs) you, for me, I've only ever really actively pursued them during various gingerbread building things. I'm not deliberately tying it back to the holiday (laughs) season, but that's real. Pretzel rods, they're very satisfying because you can like nibble on them and pretend you're like a beaver or something. It's really fun. (laughs) But Uh um, because you're only going to use like four of them for your gingerbread you know, Parthenon or whatever, yeah. but like the pretzel sticks, like when, when she like <laughs> comes to you from her, like when the bartender says, Bitch come fest. on lady, wake up. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. just like, please get, get out of here. Lavender. I hate you. Um, yeah. But the sticks are not full length either. So I just became more curious about like, Oh, those are like pretzel rods, but they're not demi rods. Yeah. They're demi rods. <laughs> They're just like odds and ends. <laughs> Get some mini rods yeah. just sound like chubs. And I realize everything we're saying about the pretzel sticks just sounds like something else entirely. Oh, God. It, does. Yeah. it sounds like something that we would attribute to Pick your <laughs> with a pretzel rod. Sorry, we're 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 under the gun. Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> we are. That's true. Um. So, uh, oh fuck. Uh, it's there was an employee at the office that had a big bushy mustache and he had a really nice ass. Um. That's my poke. Wow. Uh, mine's obviously Bruce Willis because I had a huge crush on Bruce Willis for a long time. Aww. He's so handsome. Very. Um, why am I blanking on the actor's name? It's Herbert, of course. Herbert, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that I love Mr. That. I mean, just because that, especially like that extra dramatic moment. I just the one she fires. Adorable. No, no, no. The 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 guy that uh, takes her around. No, no, that's Albert. Oh, the genie. Herbert is the. the oh, Herbert, Herbert Curtis the... Armstrong. Curtis Armstrong, Herbert. who also. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Actually, I changed mine. It's 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 Curtis Armstrong. It's Herbert. Um, oh, double double rod. I forgot he was in it. I forgot he was in this episode. <laughs> and, but I have a caveat. It's only disheveled Curtis Armstrong. It's not clean shaven, put together Curtis Armstrong. I think he looks weird. <laughs> Uh, but oh. when he is, when his hair is 
is a little messed up and he's got the sh- the that amazing five o'clock shadow i think he is hot i think he's legitimately hot which one is he i still don't know he's uh this one he played Booger in <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> better off. Oh, Booger. And he's in Better Off Dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> Cute. I love Curtis I mean, like, those characters are everything that I can't do, <laughs> but there's something that I like about him. Yeah. You guys know Bruce Willis that. is in this episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're picking Curtis. Aware. Booker. Uh, yeah. I'm choosing I just, I Booger, over. Booger. Booger's not going to try to sing fucking Marvin Gaye songs at me. So I'm, I'm You're, cho- going, You're choosing Booger over Die Hard. I'm going Booger. <laughs> um, something I think See, is... See, I have the opposite because I love that he is... That they're doing the riff on, you know... Obviously, it's a Maddie and David riff with Agnes and um, Herbert. Herbert. But I sort of love it because I don't think I've ever seen Curtis Armstrong with like the blow dried yeah. hair or whatever. I just kind of mm. love it. And I, I know that I'm taking something different from it than what I was supposed to. But I just found him so appealing there. But also I just I just like him because sometimes you just like things that um, you otherwise hate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something I <laughs> think is things like booger, which I just can't handle. <laughs> yeah. But I'm better off dead forever. Oh, 100%. Something I love about this episode that they didn't even really acknowledge. I mean, maybe you caught something. But so at the beginning of the episode, Maddie's aunt is about to die. And then she dies by the time she like gets to her office. She starts crying, goes to kill herself. Later in the (laughs) episode, when the genie takes her back to her office, it's a day before that day. And so she fully could have gone to see her aunt anytime she wanted, but doesn't even bring it up. It doesn't even, she doesn't even talk about or think about, unless I missed a piece of dialogue that explained that. The episode no. just completely forgets that the aunt no. died, but it makes her seem even worse. But they're not even acknowledging that in the episode. I thought that's because she says, How, how's the tree trimming party going, Santa, to the guy that's getting on the elevator? And he's like, that's tomorrow. And so I was like, oh, he's, her aunt still has time. She's going to go see her aunt, but then they just never bring that up again, and she doesn't give well, a shit. I mean, there's some confusing um, back and forth about what destiny is and what it isn't. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, oh, I think Albert's playing fast and loose. I do think that you, we've got to give it up for the actor playing Albert. Like, he does the absolute best with what he's given. I feel like his timing is great. Like, he really does a great job. With the genie, right? Yes. Well, the guardian angel, angel. self-described guardian angel. Uh And they give him some cute lines, right? Where he's like, oh, I never get to dance in in heaven. And I can't remember what she says, why, why, whatever. And he says, there's no floors. Oh, yeah. Actor's name is Richard Libertini. I love. He's great. When every shot, when they do a special effect with him, like walking through doors or disappearing, it goes to video footage (laughs) instead of film. It's It's on video. Bad, and it looks like shit. It looks like shit. But my favorite thing is that they actually they made them walk up to their like until their faces hit the door, (laughs) which is so hysterical. Yeah, (laughs) just walk into the door. Just walk into the door, and we'll disappear you. I yeah. wish that I wish there was a cut where they just boom. And then the really long shot, I guess because they open episodes with the legs coming off the elevator where he's floating next to her. Yeah, that was, that was cute. Yeah. It was so funny. I think really. it just reminded me of the rocket video by Herbie Hancock. Oh, yes. I am um, the kinetic sculptures. But um, 
Can we just talk about how no one, even within like the contrivance that is a Christmas Carol episode, wherever it may happen, mm. wherever it may blight us, um, that this character in particular, I would never in a million years, even just seeing this episode standalone, and Joe, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but certainly within the context of the series, if memory serves, would I ever think that Maddie Hayes would ever think of killing herself ever? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No. If you're God's no. gift, you're not going to kill yourself. That didn't read and at even all. if you secretly know that you're not God's gift and you're just trying to sell it to everybody else, um, you're going to uphold that facade. You would never, never do that. That would be the yeah. thing that would stop you even at your darkest moment. I, but there's something yeah. really funny about um, whatever dimension <laughs> version of Maddie Hayes in that really loud, scary dress, which I guess is how you dress when you're poorer um, <laughs> or on the skids, yeah. like suddenly you wear a lot of pattern. I forgot about this, um, this right? scene. When there's just something great, like I kind of just want to make a 12 hour long loop of the scene of just that version of her just driving. Yeah. Going a hundred miles I an watch hour. Over and over again. So that's, that was the gift. That's that funny. The, the gift of, of the Magi. And it's what it's saying. Like whether you have your agency or not, you're going to think about killing yourself tonight on this night. You're going to be drunk and contemplating night. suicide, no matter like, no, how your life is going. She would kill a million other people before she yes. would kill herself. And she totally. probably has. <laughs> but also can you imagine like part of me is just like oh they should have had her jump off the building because then you could see like the giant clutch like she could probably hold it over head and like <laughs> when she changes her mind she could hang oh, her, down her to entire outfit or could whatever. become a flying yeah, squirrel just, outfit like yeah, there's so yeah. much extra fabric yeah, yeah totally this is right. the baggiest era ever like oh. <laughs> 1986 oh God, great women's fashion in 1986 was basically like how many blankets can you wear yes I love that. Ugh. Very the color flowy. palette just makes me sick. Ugh, it's really like it. fucking Easter Bunny. It's very. <laughs> oh yeah, I just uh, loathe yeah, this it. Lady. I do like some of the silhouettes I can get down with, but not, but they're not flattering. You know, they're just very. The way I'm talking is the way that, of course, people that were actually wearing hip huggers in the '70s talk about '70s. I'm talking about the '80s. That yeah. way, where it's like that, it's yuck. But I get people not having to endure that just looking around um in your life how well, that also, would seem appealing watching some of the there was a shot so there's a shots of like her whole office all the people reacting to her talking about working over christmas and they're all upset and then there's just one shot of this one lady with her hair just like the yes. most 80s possible haircut and i remember mm-hmm. walking in while you were been watching other episodes and seeing the hairstyles where it's just like mm-hmm. it has to be super tight on one side and then just like explosion on the other side oh, yeah. that's the style that is wild and kind of cool but also just ridiculous and i'm sure they were playing it up in, for the no. show no that's oh, what it was, it was. just like no, really that's, that's what, what happened that was the ideal yeah, none of wow. none of the clothing is is abnormal like stylized that is so crazy that hair just like i love it but it's it, it's wild and it's really distracting i can't pay attention <laughs> to what's happening I, on the screen while that hair is on the on the i in the shot. think it's something like for me that was just what normies wore like that's just normie hair and so for me like i don't like that hair mm. like i don't really even like it in like a haha that's kitschy way in hindsight it's just like uh, it just it makes me think of all of the just the regular ugly 
middle of the road things but you know like i don't like pastels and i was not going to wear an envelope dress no matter what age i was in whatever year this was 1985 but um i read an article in new york times a couple weeks ago where i guess they do a thing where they haha they bring in people i don't know joe's age um into a room um and they make them watch things from whenever from pre their generation Hmm. and then they just have them rip on it so it's like a written podcast i guess (laughs) but it's um the thing that they were talking about was la law oh and i was just like oh my god la law i haven't thought about la law but it just makes me think of the same it's like same time period same kind of thing same kind of weirdness can we talk about agnes de pesto's office oh Oh. what was rhyme Rhyme. Rhymes for the times. Rhymes for the times. Uh, Damn it! It just looks like a super villain office, doesn't it? <laughs> it's so great. The other corny thing is, I know they're just turning her into Maddie and turning Herbert into David and all the things. But Agnes de Pesto, the character that we, what we know of that character by season three, Agnes, that would never happen to Agnes. No, Agnes would never be that person. Never. Agnes is not going to sexually harass anyone. Yeah, number one, <laughs> but she's certainly not going to. Yeah. I mean, she's still rhyming, yes. And she looks great in that outfit. She does look really good. The artwork in the office is incredible. All of the things, but that's not happening. It was kind of funny to see that character in that role, but it felt like filler. That whole whole, uh, section of the episode kind of felt like filler. The episode is filler. The entire episode is is filler. (laughs) It is is the, uh, it's, it's packing peanuts masquerading as television also something watching this kind of content as a child i thought as an adult there would be parties where people would like arrive on a balcony and then just start like making out with each other to applause because that happens in this episode when bruce willis comes out with his new wife and then everyone's just starts clapping while they make out with each other on the balcony everyone's just staring at this couple making out and i thought adult life would be like that i thought that there would be like parties where you would just like it's just like a thing that happens in movies and TV shows where it's just like people just kiss in front of a crowd and everyone starts clapping. Where everyone in the room is fixated on two people. Yeah. And it's like, what is like this? A, feels like, like a, a swingers party. I don't know what these all seem like swingers now. That's just a, such a weird thing to do. And I don't understand what this party is. Is it was there an engagement party? Is that what they were that doing? That was their engagement party. Yes. Okay. So I guess that sort of makes sense. But even um, then. Or is there wedding party? Uh, Ellen's got to leave. We've she's got a heart out. Uh, I don't think any of us have to say anything more about this episode. I don't think. Oh, you need really? To <laughs> or do you do you have a do you have a final nail? <laughs> well, I wish I didn't have to go to this meeting. Um, just cancel it. That's what Maddie would do. Not mine to cancel. I just want to quickly like leave something here, and then I am going to tap out untraditionally like just vanish um the i feel like holiday episodes of television make me think about especially because we're right now like in the heart of it in the heart of judeo-christian holiday everything that there's just some people that really love things like holiday work parties where it really takes them out of it like they really buy into it god bless them like it's spirited and they authentically like enjoy and appreciate it and it's it's all the things that, that, you know, all the building blocks that make that a part of you. And I love that. And I sort of envy it because I, I have that very intermittently. Like mm-hmm. I have it, but it's not consistent. Like I don't always have it. 
Like mm-hmm. I make a conscious choice to to dive in with that. But I feel like TV episodes, uh, holiday episodes are kind of like that for me also, where it's like I have to buy into it mm-hmm. or it's just absolutely the total worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's Halloween. I'm talking specifically <laughs> about Chris Christmas episodes. Um, yeah, I wish I could control but, like yeah. when I was in the spirit of ho- holiday spirit because I, if you're not, it's very tedious to be around holiday things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's but hard. sometimes when you are in the spirit, it's great and fun and super awesome. But yeah, I wish you could just control when that felt good and not because when it's, when you're in the spirit, it does. It's great. It's a great time of oh, year. When it hits, it hits. Yeah, but, and it's but so fun. When right. it's also when it's cynical, <laughs> when it's cynical uh, and saccharine, it doesn't hit. Like that's kind of it, where it is for me. Yeah. Is uh is there's a sometimes it's filler and that mm-hmm. doesn't work, and sometimes it's people who actually like give a shit, and that's when it's usually got something more. Sometimes to it's offer. pretzel rods, and sometimes it's smashed up pretzels with Rolos. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> But it's all pretzel. Like another takeaway for me from this is that it has chilled me to the bone at the thought of uh, revisiting Remington Steel. Mm. Which is the same creator, I do believe. Oh. Or they, there's something, the Moonlighting shares something with Remington Steel. I believe that they stole their producers or something. <laughs> Oh, really? I just remember, I think Remington Steel was NBC and Moonlighting and Heart to Heart, of course, was ABC. Yeah. Not that that means anything, but but a line. The creator is human and wrote a book and is a person. The other thing that I, uh, the the other thing that I found interesting, a little bit of trivia, is that uh, in one of the episodes of Sybil Shepard's show, or series later, that I think Mm -hmm. is just called Sybil, um, Mm -hmm. Robert Wagner and Stephanie Powers are in it as Jonathan and Jennifer Hart. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, they are. They are investigating her murder. Uh, so we have to watch that. There's, so there's that. Oh my god! <laughs> we have to watch that. Oh my god! It just makes me believe that Civil Shepherd is probably a huge Heart to Heart fan, uh, or mm-hmm. the you know I I somehow doubt that the creator of Moonlighting was also involved in the show Civil because apparently there was not very good blood between them. Someone out there must know. I did want to drop none in. None of us do right now. Yeah. No. I wanted to drop in this line to one of you, but I never got the chance. I wanted to say, this isn't you. This isn't the way you deal with people, with situations. Which <laughs> <laughs> is what Bruce Willis says to her when she is making everyone work over the holidays. This isn't how you deal with situations. <laughs> Sometimes you really can tell that the writer was still writing while they were filming. I mean, I think Agnes DePesto says it best in the episode. No point in hanging up the stocking when Santa ain't coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> okay. True. Well, Ellen, you're gonna you're gonna disappear. Yes, but right. looking forward to talking about Heart to Heart next week. Yeah. Yes, and I will now tell listener what that all is An about. Episode we know we like. <laughs> hey, yes. bye. Sorry. Bye. bye. You have to do like a screaming sound effect as she. (laughs) 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 Well, listener, we had to dig through the trenches to get to the gold. And next week, uh, our final episode of the holiday capsule is Heart to Heart, season two, episode five. 
Tis the season to be murdered. <laughs> One of our favorite heart to heart. Oh, don't mind if I do. Jennifer and Jonathan go undercover to identify a toy plan thief who has become a murderer. <laughs> toy plan thief. A toy plan thief. That's what I want to be. I am so excited to watch this one again. Me too. That snake. <laughs> one, oh my God. Snake in the grass. Uh, so many, so many wonderful things. Well, listener, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, and then are we announcing what we're doing after that? or do No, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that next we week. We have a big surprise. Huge. You'll never guess. <laughs> You'll never guess what it is. <laughs> uh, but just uh, no need to. Uh, no need to try. No need to try. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> that's the, that's listener, motto. thank you for listening. Thank you for, for hanging out with us. Yes. Um, we hope you continue to. If you're out there and you want to say hi, please email us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram at itwasmurderpod. Um, we're also on Twitter at itwasmurderpod, but meh, no one's on Twitter anymore. And I rarely check that. <laughs> um, so that's it. Uh, rate and review us wherever you're listening to this if you can. It helps. Uh, yeah. If you give us five stars and say something nice. It's Christmas. It's Christmas for God's sake. I'm going to kill myself <laughs> yeah, with these we'll pretzel rots. <laughs> I'm going to drive my car 100 miles an hour into a brick wall if you don't give us five stars. <laughs> Listener, prevent this, this tragedy from happening. And then you'll get the next two years without me. <laughs> See how you like it. Oh, my God. Okay. So, homework for next week. Tis the season to be murdered. Season two, episode five. Heart to heart. And I'm sending be... flashbacks to Bruce Willis sucking on a candy cane <laughs> in this episode. And then I want to end on that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but luckily, we did get to see Max and we got to see Freeway. Yay. And with that, good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good to see you again. Ellen says good night, Freeway. Yeah. Good night, Freeway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ellen came back. <laughs> 